You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody, it's One Click Lindsay with the Traffic and Leads Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in today. Today, I'm interviewing Mr. Derek Haney with Volpine Interactive. They are a social media marketing agency. And today, we talk about a lot. We talk about the biggest mistake when people are running Facebook ads and other mistakes people make when running social media campaigns. But we also dive in to Quora. There's a lot of opportunities, including paid opportunities out there on Quora. And I really asked Derek a ton of questions about it. So if you are interested or if you're looking for a new traffic source, Quora might be the answer. So make sure you listen to this episode. Before we do that, make sure you check us out at theclicktechnique.com. Theclicktechnique.com is my secret formula for building a strong online marketing foundation because that's what we do here at trafficandleads.com. We're an online marketing agency that helps with Facebook ads, SEO, pay-per-click, all those things for online marketing, landing pages, email marketing. I know there's so much in that list, but that's what we do. And the click technique is my exact formula that we walk our clients through to build a strong online marketing foundation. So make sure you go out there. It's free. It's a five-day crash course, plus you get access to our Facebook group. It's super cool. So make sure you join us out there. It's awesome. Before we hop into my interview, uh, let's do a quick online marketing minute, okay? Or a question, a question that was asked out in the group, private Facebook group. Hey, one click. What is the difference between on-page and off-page SEO? Well, first of all, let me let me clear something up. So when Google is ranking a website to determine who comes up first in the search engines, it takes into account three or 400 different factors in determining that. So it's just so many factors. And it's a lot like Uh, an accountant. So like you can absolutely go and do all this SEO stuff yourself, just like you can do your own taxes, or you can hire a firm like myself to do it for you because we're always up on the latest, greatest changes. Same with an accountant. You might be better off just having an accountant, paying an accountant to do your taxes because you'll get more value out of it. You'll probably get a bigger return and he knows what the latest changes are. So it's a lot like that. Of course you can do it, but it might be better to have a professional. But I digress. Let's get back to onto the topic, which was the question of on-page versus off-page SEO. So part of these 300 factors, there's a lot that are that happen on your website, like title tags, page names, content, um, alt image tags, just a whole bunch of stuff that happen on page. Then there's a slew of stuff that happen off page, like directory listings, uh, guest blog post, article writing, all this backlinking that points back to your website, and that would be off page SEO. So quite typically, there's two kinds of SEO, and both need done to have a successful SEO campaign. And my friends, that is the difference between on page and off page SEO. So let's hop into this interview with Derek. I really appreciated having him on the show. I hope you enjoy. Derek, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Great. So first and foremost, why don't you tell the audience what you do for a living? Oh, man. It seems to be changing so fast, but what I typically say is I run a social media marketing agency. 
Uh, we help exciting companies build contagious brands and passionate fans. The reason it's changed. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's 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 like that's kind of like the the passion of it, but like it becomes so much more than social media so fast because we're really just dealing with customers and understanding their behavior and helping them through the buyer's journey. Mm-hmm. Social media is a great place to do that to engage people, but we're also finding we need to take control of the website in a lot of time, places. Email becomes a big one. Um, understanding how people refer other customers to the business is a is a focus point of ours. So we really have become quite invasive with our clients in understanding their customers and how to increase the quality of the relationship between the brand and the customer. Mm-hmm, that makes sense. So uh, you kind of answered my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I guess that is what makes you different than every other online marketing agency that's out there then. That's- yeah, we, we try to provide our own differentiation. I think at the end of the day, it does come down to just running great quality Facebook ads. I think that's what a lot of uh, a lot of large digital agencies are built off the backbone of AdWords and Google or something along those lines. Um, paid ads just drive traffic; they scale. And when you find a company that they make money for, it's like a lock. The agency knows the platform. The company has the product that can be profitable, and that's that's where a lot of agencies succeed. And I don't think that it's going to change for us, but I think we can push that boundary out a bit further. Uh, succeed a little bit further if we're able to understand the customer better. Think about things like not just how do I acquire a user for a cheaper cost per acquisition, but what if I can get all users to increase their referral rate from 10% to 20%? That just lowered my cost per acquisition by a, a significant amount, right? By um, because there's a there's a viral coefficient that goes alongside that, and uh, and so that's those are the exciting things for me but also getting that messaging right and really driving home the relationship in a healthy way for both the brand and the, and the customer. Yeah. So when people are out picking a social media marketing agency, what advice would you give them? The first biggest mistake I see, typically everyone starts by saying, I want Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. but what they actually need is like a working website or they need to understand their customers better. They need to survey their audience. They need a proven product that'll actually sell or something along those lines. So I think a lot of times people are trying to buy traffic when really they don't have their business fundamentals squared away. So the first thing is to look internally and make sure you're actually ready for that investment. The second one is treating Facebook as I, I, Facebook is the big one, but it really could be any platform, Twitter, Pinterest. Quora is, is now uh, doing advertising and has there's huge opportunity there. Um, treating any of those investments as a test unless it's proven. So I, I like to tell clients that are too early for us to go test that channel and if it, you know, set up a test where if it hits us, it doesn't have to make you money, but if you see results from it, then you know that you can hire an agency to scale it out. If you hire an agency too early, what agencies are good at is process and whatever platform they say that, you know, they're great at. So if they're great at AdWords, they're great at content marketing, they're great at influencer marketing. Um, and then, you know, some say they're great at everything and that's, that can be true sometimes, but that's always a catch 22 as well. Um, and so once you know that it works, you put the fuel on the fire by hiring the, an agency. Not a lot of agencies are good at adapting on the fly, running tests, figuring out what, what channels are going to work, and then doubling down on mm-hmm. those, which means that if you commit to a Facebook ads agency, I got off the phone yesterday with somebody 
six month commitment with a Facebook ads agency, uh, Facebook and AdWords they were doing. And all that agency could do for them is run AdWords and Facebook ads. So what were they doing? They were optimizing AdWords and Facebook ads. They tried to lower the cost per acquisition on AdWords and Facebook, but never once did they, they couldn't get it to a, a profitable cost per acquisition. Never once did they look at the product or the pricing or create, think about creating a bundle or improve the way that you capture emails on the site or survey the customers or anything that would have helped them understand how to actually have a working business. They were only interested in lowering their you know, cost per acquisition and ad spend. And ultimately, they couldn't get it to a sufficient place because they, they were ignoring you know, all they, the other They had their own local yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're agencies. We're only one piece of the puzzle. Um, there needs to be strong, you know, uh, cooperation and, and the business itself really has to know who it is, who its customers are, what their message is, what their brand voice is, and, and all of those things. If we had those answers, we'd run the business for the client. Right. So we wouldn't need them. Right. Right. So when people are searching for an online marketing expert, such as yourself, are you saying that they need to be aware if these people, if the, if the, if the agencies that they're interviewing are asking these questions or if they are just solely focused on Facebook ads or the AdWords? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. As a business owner, you have to really look at the language that the, that your agency is using in the conversation. And this is really tricky if you're a business owner that's never hired an agency before, if you don't understand the platforms that well, because that's usually the reason you're hiring somebody. That that means that you, you know, essentially you're blind. It's like buying uh, auto repair or something like that. When the, when the guy comes up to you and is like, your defibrillator is broken and you're like, okay, you need more blinker fluid. All right. I guess I have no idea what you're talking about anymore. You know, the, the consumer in this case, the, the business owner is often blind to what questions they should be asking, whether they're being taken advantage or not, whether they have the right auto repair shop uh, as opposed to a different one. They're they're buying a BMW auto repair shop and they own a Porsche, right? Like it's like, you know, those are even though the BMW guys might be able to fix a Porsche, you you could also go find the guys that fix mm-hmm. Porsches. And it, it's very similar out in the digital landscape. Um, there are a lot of crooks in our a- industry, unfortunately, because there's a lot of ambiguity and anybody can start an agency. So it, it's it's really tough to know which questions to uh, ask. And I'm working on some video and blog content to help business owners ask the right questions. We're all for competitive nature, right? I think a few of them are just making sure that you have a few options on the table for what you're looking for, making sure that what you're looking for is actually what you need and not just like some bell or whistle that you heard in a, in a podcast or, or on, in a blog post, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, making sure that it is aligned with your business, making sure that you can afford it budget wise, scoping out your own budget is the number one problem. Probably most companies are like, when you ask, what is their budget? They're like, well, you, you give me a price. And it's like, no, I'm not trying to figure out like how much money I can make off you. I need to know what services to offer for 3000 for $3,000 a month or for $5,000 a month. Cause the services are going to change. And if you don't have a line item scoped in your 2018, you know, marketing budget for this, you're going to need to think mm-hmm. about that because marketing is an investment overall. It doesn't typically reduce immediate ROI. And in many cases, it's marketing is supposed to fail. 
Like you're, you're supposed to run tests that fail, let's just say 80% of the time, and then double downs on the ones that work the other 20%. I love it. That's a little snippet we need to use for the day. I think that's, that's very great advice. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. When you awesome. say, when you say that when people aren't in a place to work with your agency, um, how do you determine that as an agency? There's a few different things. I, I, I mean, we've worked with companies of all sizes, including like pre-launch. So it can work in any different way. The number one thing for us that's important is the type of business. We're looking to build lasting relationships with our customers. So if there is a pass-through lead gen business or something like that, it's a kind of a one-time purchase that doesn't, um, it doesn't resonate with what we're passionate about, which is like ongoing customer relationships, whether it is repeat purchases or not, it's about a continued relationship. And I'll give you like, I'll give you two examples that are pretty, uh, they sound similar, but they're different. A shoe company, clearly, if you, if you love their shoes and products, you could buy from them once a year, once every other year, something along those lines. On the flip side of it, we worked with a mattress company. Technically, really, you only buy a mattress once. Maybe you can buy a couple of rooms, so there is some repeat there. But it's like once every five years or ten years, you buy a mattress. So that you would think that you know, in the beginning, it's just a lead generation company. You just need to acquire customers for cheaper than you sell them for, and then you sell mattresses. But the company that we uh, worked with was very passionate about building that relationship increasing the word of mouth virality that their customers have. So encouraging once you sleep on the mattress to tell your friends and family where you bought your mattress from. And also, of course, to get them to buy every room in their house. Uh, and and there's a lot of good reasons is organic latex mattresses. So it's a nice niche that kind of carves out for them. Where And so even though that is a brand where typically, you know, the buying cycle is long and you're not really thinking about long-term relationships, it, it did actually come together and that was their focus. But there is, there's another mattress company out there that doesn't care about that as much. And then we would mm-hmm. not want to work. That with. makes sense. Wow. That's really, that's some good information. So if you don't mind, if we transfer the conversation to Quora, because you brought that up yourself and I haven't yeah. ever interviewed anyone on the Traffic and yeah. Leads podcast about the opportunities out there. So first and foremost, why don't you tell the audience, those that don't know what, what that is? Quora is the world's largest question and answer website. So if you know what Yahoo Answers is, it's a way better mm-hmm, Yahoo mm-hmm. Answers. Um, Yahoo really missed the mark on this one. They could have become Quora, but they were too busy being Yahoo, which I think we all know. Is, that didn't, wor- <laughs> is, that didn't uh, win. I don't them. even know yeah. how this company still around. <laughs> so Quora really reinvented the question and answer website. They early in their early days, they got, you know, they treated it like a Silicon Valley startup. They got mega influencers in Silicon Valley to answer questions, tough questions that had really never been answered on the internet before. And then it grew into this. Um, I think they're, they're definitely over a hundred million monthly active wow. users. It might, might even be significantly wow. more than that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's eyeballs, right? Anytime you aggregate traffic on any platform, including a microblog or or this podcast, right? It doesn't matter how small or large it is. That's an opportunity for advertising. And Quora is one that's kind of jumping into the big leagues, or at least the second tier. I'd, I'd say it's a second tier ad platform right now. And it's it's awesome because it combines search intent because the quest if you're searching for a certain question, you get it answered with um with kind of social uh a social media component to it 
So it's not just straight AdWords, but it's also not straight Facebook. It's somewhere in between. Wow. That is really cool. So you go out to Quora and you make yourself uh, kind of like an expert of whatever, like uh, they have all topics. They have online marketing, they have chiropractic, they have like anything you could possibly ask anyone is out there. And so is the marketing strategy that you go out and you act like that, that you just give all of this free information? I mean, it's content marketing essentially, but you're basically answering questions and you can get leads that way. Right? Yeah. The way, yeah, there's, you can do it. Uh, let's, let's say, let's, let's do it from a content promotion standpoint. I think that's the easiest way to think about it. So I, I create a blog post and I write the 10 answers to solve this problem in my industry. And after I'm done creating and publishing that blog post, I now have the infinite job of promoting that content. So I'm going to go onto Quora. I'm going to search for the H2 tags or the key terms that I just answered in my blog post. Then I'm going to, you know, compile the questions. We actually use kind of our own internal ranking um, system to figure out which one is is uh, a higher priority. So what we're looking for is how many times has this question been viewed? Are there any other? Are there any answers on it? How many answers mm-hmm. are on the question right now? Oh, also with views, there's also followers. So if it's got a thousand views and ten followers and no answers. We're talking, it's, that's a pretty good question to answer because you'll be the first one. A thousand people will see it every month or so. So it's, it's a pretty solid start to, to drive that traffic. So the number of answers and then also the number of upvotes on each answer, because the way Quora works is that, you know, up, it's not necessarily, it's a weighted algorithm, but usually the most upvoted answer is going to be number one. So if there's 50 upvotes and number one's the only thing that gets seen really there's 50 upvotes on somebody else's answer, I'm not going to be able to rank in Quora enough to capture Mm -hmm. that many eyeballs because everyone just reads that number one answer. So once I have that list compiled, I'm going to go through these answers. I'm going to copy and paste my actual blog content in there. I might also add a few lines at the beginning and at the end to make sure that I'm properly answering the question. It's very important that we thoroughly answer on platform the question that is being asked by the user. We're not trying to game the Quora algorithm because if you if you try too hard to do that, they're just going to ban you. It's looking for they're looking for quality answers, and it's actually um, important that you provide a quality answer because Quora their their business was built off of influencers of San Francisco in the early days, but their main growth channel was straight off of Google organic search. They have a ninety domain authority, and they rank number one for like all the key terms in your industry. And so when you put your answer there, what you're doing is you're jumping to number one in Google search results, but instead of it being you, it's Quora. So people click on the link from Google search results, they go to the Quora answer, they see your answer, they read the answer, and at the bottom of of your answer, it might say, for the entire blog post on this, you can go to this this site here. So you answered the question in its entirety, but then you give people the entire blog post because... Uh, because you do ultimately want to drive them back to the site where you can then tag them with your pixel, retarget them with ads. Possibly they'll just sign up on the spot for an email or something like that. So, so it's, a, it's a nice little funnel that goes from Google search, typically. Uh, there is also, of course, on Quora search. Uh, Google search goes to the Quora post. From the Quora post, they click on a link going to your blog post. And from the blog post, they're now interacting with your site and your business and, you know, being inundated with content and value, uh, but also in a branded component. 
And that leads to leads and sales, which is what everybody actually does. So as long as you answer the question thoroughly on Quora um, and you don't make them basically click through to a blog to see their answer, it is totally kosher to put a link to your blog. Like they won't view that as spammy or anything like that. Like that is totally done and it's so, not a problem. So it's uh, th- there is a line here. Um, I found that line once. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. I, I, I was a, like finding lines. <laughs> Um, it was funny. Um, what happened was I appended, um, I, I went through all my old Quora posts and basically said for more information on me and, uh, and my company go here. And I appended that to the bottom of like 20 blog posts. And I did that in like an hour. And on like the 19th or 20th one, I got banned from Quora. And the reason was, was because that was self-promotion. It was not intended to provide additional value to the user. Um, And another reason that it was, was because I had put a whole bunch of backlinks to the same page in a short period of time. So the two morals of the story is first, if you're linking to something on your site, make sure that it is a way that's providing additional value to the user. Don't just try and sell your service. It's going to, that'll get you flagged. The second one is, if you are linking back to your site, try not to answer 20 questions with this exact same answer or same backlink in a very short period of time because that'll get you auto flag. All right. I love it. And just for fun, I'll, I'll tell you the rest of the story. Um, I got banned from Quora. I appealed. I said, I'm so sorry. I promise I don't want to do this. I'm trying to provide value to your users. And then they sent back. Um, they didn't actually give me really clear insight on, on why I got banned. I figured it out later. Uh, they said, our decision is final. You are banned for life. Okay, wow. And I had like a strong following on Quora and I was pretty upset about this. So what I did was I made a Facebook Live on my per- personal brand page. I Then I made a Medium blog post about the whole situation, copy and paste the email in there. And then I spent $1.38 advertising to employees of Quora, my Facebook Live. What? And linking back to the Medium post. And I asked all my friends, and within three hours, I had my the decision completely reversed, and I was back online. What? That is so <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> was, that is so one dollar and thirty eight cents. That was that was the best part. So obviously, you got that <laughs> so, in front of someone who needed to see it that way. Yeah, because I was I was basically being treated like a spammer, and they they weren't giving me any time of day to actually review my account or anything. So. Once it got in front of the right person, they were like, oh, okay. He's not. He's a legit guy. Awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So can you tell us before I let you go, can you tell us just a little bit more about the paid advertising option out there on Quora? What do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Quora paid ads is it's a whole new uh, landscape. It's not going to be as high volume as Google or Facebook or even Twitter, but there's there's significant opportunity Especially, I would, I don't know why, but I feel like in SaaS, it's a good, it, um, it works really well because there are a lot of marketing questions on there. Of course, I resonate with the marketing questions more. Uh, so that's where I'm spending a lot of my time. But I definitely see it as, as an opportunity. And right now, because there's not a lot of advertisers on Quora, mm-hmm. I think you can get a good deal on like your cost per click and all that stuff. It's the ads are treated um, or let's let me tell you how you can target people. So you can target by target uh, by topics and by keywords and by now just recently you can target by individual questions. 
So if, um, if I know that there's a question, one specific question that gets tons of traffic, and I just want to advertise on that question, I can create a custom ad just for that question. And that's really powerful because it's perfect messaging to the exact audience. You know exactly what question they're asking, and you can, you can link them to your own blog post or landing page to continue the, you know, answering that question for them. Um, so, and you've personally yeah. been running ads out there? Yeah, we we've run ads for um, for one client and for our own agency, and so and what are the results? T- t- tell me more. We're still working on on fi- uh, giving you a finite conclusion of the results, but overall, click through rates are solid. Cost per click, um, it really just sure. varies by industry, but you know between one and four dollars cost per click, and um, quality of traffic, I believe to be um, very very high. There's high intent okay. here. So it's, you know, we don't have to warm these people up like all the way. They, they, these are people that already get it. They already have, um, they're already asking the right questions because we, we're choosing the right questions to advertise on. So we can send them straight to a squeeze page or straight to a video of us, you know, pitching essentially or something like that. We don't have to send them to blog content the same way we would if it was a Facebook ad. Um, or something like a, a cold traffic Facebook. Ad. So we're we're seeing good results. That I don't have straight conclusions for you yet, but I can tell you that in some tests for uh, let's call it a social media marketing tool, um, they're able to get cost per leads at like you know one to two dollars. And what we're testing now is are these leads higher quality than ones we're getting on Facebook or Google, right? So that what we want to know is how these people perform through the rest of the growth funnel. How do they activate? How do they retain? How much do, are they willing to pay us every month? What's the size of their monthly payment? And so over time, we'll be able to collect enough data to say, to tell you like, if Quora traffic is higher quality than AdWords traffic. And of course, AdWords traffic and Quora traffic are pretty similar, right? Because in if I'm just advertising for the same key term on AdWords and then somebody goes below that to click on a link to Quora, then I'm advertising there on the same Quora page, right? They just saw my AdWords ad, then they saw my Quora ad. Um, but it's maybe that person that clicks on the Quora ad, I would assume in that case is kind of a savvier person, right? They're a little mm-hmm. bit more tech savvy. They're, they're using mm-hmm. the Quora platform there. Um, and so there's, there's that additional um, qualifier and, which I really like, especially when you're looking for high quality B2B leads or something like that. Do you that. think it will work for like like an e-commerce or anything like that? I haven't tested it yet. And I, I have to look at the topics more. I do think it's viable. Um, the question is like, what are people searching for that a Quora ad answers? Like, what sh- pair of shoes should I wear today? Probably not a question, you know, um, like what what is the best shoe company oh, yeah. out there? People are typically, like, I don't know, but like not that many people are searching. I'd have to look more into it. I'm just thinking about fashion or uh, product-based e-commerce, but in consumer electronic products, I think there's a lot of yeah. questions around how Agreed. those products work. So like, you know, how does a robotic vacuum cleaner work? If there, if that question's answered on Quora, then that that could work well for consumer electronics. Interesting. Um, so there, there's, anytime there's interest level questions, going on. So if you really, if you're like an e-commerce store where literally people, you know, come from Facebook and they buy from you within 30 minutes, then you have your direct sales model. You don't, people don't have Mm -hmm. a lot of questions for you, but if people keep getting hung up on features, bells and whistles, I was looking at Samsung TVs yesterday. I had to learn QLED versus OLED. 
I, I had no idea what the difference was. I still don't quite understand it. But if Cora is answering that question, I and I was Samsung, I would want to buy True. that ad space. Wow, I think, and I, obviously, it will just become more mature and have more features, and they'll figure out a way to basically advertise like all the other, you know, social media giants, Facebook, Twitter, all those. Yeah, and one other thing they're doing, which is huge, is they just. They just created their retargeting pixel. Really? So that that's good for anything. Yeah. So you can retarget on Quora now too. So you, you LinkedIn launched their retargeting pixel this year about, yeah. hi, I'm LinkedIn. Uh, Quora's right up to speed with them. So now you can, um, especially again, in the high, in the high value B2B lead space, you really want to get in front of somebody at any touch point you can. Because, you know, if it's a $200,000 contract, it doesn't matter how much money you spend on advertising, you need to close the deal. So you you can get ads on Quora, LinkedIn, Twitter, you can retarget everybody that's visited your site across uh, Pinterest as well, you, across all of these platforms. And when, when somebody visits your site, they're literally going to be like, you guys are all yeah. over the internet. I found you on Reddit, on Quora, on Google, on Forbes. I can't believe that you're everywhere. Like you must be the biggest brand in the world. When really, it's just because, for them and you're you only know, spending competitors. X amount, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. And, and I know you're like, you don't work for Quora. So if you don't know the answer to this question, that's totally fine. So if you lo- can, is the Quora advertising platform available to everyone? Or are they just testing it with a certain people? Like, do I just log in and I'll see ad manager somewhere? Go to Quora.com okay. forward slash ads. I had to apply for the beta, but I, it might be okay, fully okay. live now. Oh, and for the, um, I just did it right here, an and it does say advertising quarter today. Start now, so you could pop, you could okay, possibly do it. it. That's really cool. You have been full of some amazing information, Derek. I really appreciate having you on. Before I go, we go, of course. I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell everybody again how to find you and anything else you want us to know. Go for it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm happy to talk with anyone about Quora or any other channel. I love, uh, I love two things. I love tearing apart marketing strategies and businesses. And I love actually getting into the analytics of a company and finding key insights on, on how, to, how to move a business forward. So those are, those are like my passions. So you can email me at Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C, at Volpine Interactive, V-U-L-P-I-N-E, interactive.agency. I like it. I like um, that part. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm at Six Peppers, S-I-X-P-E-P-P-E-R-S. Uh, and you can find me on Quora. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, just kind of Google search and go for it. I'm happy to chat about uh, anything. Give my two cents on anything. Awesome. Well, thanks, Derek. You've been a really great guest. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Derek. Thank you again for him coming on. I really thought the Quora discussion was awesome. So before you forget, this is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com. If you need any help with online marketing, make sure you reach out. We are the very best at what we do. We're a lot like Wolverine that way. We're the good, we're, we're the very best at what we do, right? Um, whether that be Facebook ads or SEO, whatever online marketing it may be. I have 10 professionals that are the very best in what they do to help you succeed. So reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. 
Uh, if you like this podcast, please make sure to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this, or even on our Facebook page. That would be quite awesome. And don't forget to check out theclicktechnique.com. Until next time, this is One Click Lindsay. We'll talk to you later.